Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcome in this space. And welcome to the final episode, the first season of The Bad Batches, the only Bad Batch focused discussion show hosted by the Imperial Senate Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always are my beloved co-hosts, Claire Stribling and Nikki Kumar. What's up? Oh, hi. How's it going? It's going. Yeah, it's yeah. going. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. A happy Indian Independence Day to anyone observing. Absolutely. Actually, I should be shut up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Two out of three of my identifying nationalities were colonies of the third. So that's always fun. <laughs> oh, no. Awkward family dinners. Ain't the world weird. Uh, how has your week been? It happened, at least. You know, yeah. I don't how much. It came and wet. Yeah. Went to things and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Can't complain. I'll tell you what, the week ahead, substantially worse. Because there's no Star Wars to watch. Yeah. I gotta wait a little while. I guess Visions is coming soon, but yeah, going to be we different. Know, do we know that release date yet? I think it's out there somewhere. I don't remember, though. Um, I'm, I'm going to be Jones in here real soon Yeah. for new Star Wars content. So. I will, September 22nd. There you go. September 22nd. Awesome. Okay, so I don't have to wait that long. And I believe it all lands at once. Um, oh, God. So, there's, so there's, no, there's no weekly thing with it. Oh, that's stressful. As like thinking about reviewing this, <laughs> that is very stressful. I don't even know if it's like worth reviewing. Like, yeah, like it's or we could just do like one episode on all of them. Like, yeah, because um, yeah, it's 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 a di very different sort of kettle of fish than than the rest of the Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, it'll I'm be fun sure. to watch for sure. I'm sure the discourse will be very much. Exciting! To oh, yeah, I'm sure observe. people will definitely handle it all very healthily. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Matthew makes a good point. We got the uh, gallery. Oh the yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, that's gonna be really fun. Ten days. Wow, yeah, not too bad. Not we can make bad. it. We can make it. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> well, yeah, it felt really weird actually this week, just building up to. This finale, but also in a nice way. Like, I, it's interesting because it gives me those good old Clone Wars Rebels vibes of, yes, you're building up, but at least you know that there's more to come in the future, and you, you kind of you feel like you earn the next episode. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And then, yeah, with seasons, you feel like you earn the next season. It's like a nice mm -hmm. build up, and we don't have to worry. We don't have to like build up to the finale and worry about whether there'll be a season two or. Where the stories will continue, it just gives you that chance to just absorb the storytelling, and I feel like we had a lot of fun yeah. with this with this particular episode. Um, so yeah, should we just dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. Yes, please. Um, if you haven't watched the, the Bad Batches before, what we do is we go through the episode in certain points, and we have like certain topics. Uh, we try to go chronologically. We don't necessarily hold ourselves to that we can always jump around and discuss certain bits and pieces but we try to go in order uh we're gonna 
ask us any question. We're going to answer them as much as we can. We're going to have a little breaks in between each topic to answer those questions. If you want us to ask uh, answer those questions immediately, we do have super chats uh, enabled. So if you already want our attention, you have to throw some money at our faces. We care only about one thing, money. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we'll get to those questions. So don't feel like we're ignoring you. We will get to them at some point. But yeah, let's yeah, we'll kick... take breaks. We'll get to you. Don't worry. Be patient, uh, Padawans. Yeah, patience. Use the force. Think. Um, <laughs> well, let's start off where we were left last week with Camino being pummeled by some Imperial Venators. Oh yeah. And we start off with surviving the wreckage. Now, if last week ended off on a sour note, this week began on a, even more of a sour note. It was just it just hurt seeing that to focus yeah. get destroyed like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think just right off the bat, I I was so impressed with this episode sort of um I guess like restraint is kind of the word. Mm. Like it didn't because I know a lot of people were like, Oh, who's gonna show up? And and like it's not about that. You know, it's it, it almost felt very it, it like to me, it felt very Dunkirk. Um, it was Star Wars Dunkirk, not only because everyone got really wet, but um, <laughs> but it, it it was the claustrophobia of it, and and then also the key was survive. Like there was no there were no stormtroopers chasing after them. There was no um, you know no bad guy necessarily. Uh, it was just get out and live, and you know will work after that so i thought i thought it was really cool to um to yeah it, it was like being just so focused on the on the characters that it didn't like feel the need to be this bombastic explosion of of stuff and 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 that was just sort of the uh the vibe of that opening and and sort of the, the first chunk was just everything sort of falling apart around them and yeah it was it was a lot. It was. It was just yeah, just like the way episode fifteen ended. Like it was just still a lot to watch Camino die. Yeah, it really was. It's you know I I talked about this a little bit on Force Connect on Friday night um, that we had a we had a little heated little I guess heated isn't right quite quite the right word. We had some debate going on as to how we felt about about this finale. Um, and I am firmly, firmly team finale on this one. I really, really loved the way that they ended this season. They didn't have to do, you don't need cameos. You don't need all these other things. You just need to tell a story and have the character interactions that will make, set up for an interesting season two. That's all you need. Also, this is a two-part finale. Obviously, they were done week by week, but they're meant to be watched together. And I have done that back-to-back twice since it premiered on Friday morning. And as a whole, it's just one beautiful, painful, cohesive unit. And it really does, in my opinion, it's the perfect little icing on top of a lovely season of Star Wars animation. It's paint. It's, you know, it does mark the end of an era. It really does. It really tells you this is where season two 
Season two, all that prequel nonsense. Bye. <laughs> we, we shot it. <laughs> we killed it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like the little character moments that they put in during the destruction of Camino because I, all of them have some maybe less than pleasant memories living on Camino, but that's still their home. And watching the way that Omega and Wrecker watched the flooding of the chambers with all of the little incubator incubator pods and just realizing that this this is this is the end of their kind they are the last of their kind and they're a dying breed and Camino is dying and eventually the clones will run out because there's no not going to be anymore because Camino's gone um there were so many moments that broke my heart and the way that they animated little tiny moments, just the ways they looked at things, the pain behind everything. And like, and the one thing that surviving the wreckage was the most interesting because it gave them some time to sit with Crosshair and Crosshair time to sit with them. And I was very fascinated to see if they were gonna stand strong on how they felt um or if that was just gonna be it so anyway i i i thought it was an amazing beautifully crazy fantastically animated opening it was heartbreaking to watch both because of our own childhoods and watching them realize that they're the last of their kind and that this is the end um it was a lot it was it was a lot it was, it was, anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the feels a, a little bit a here. Lot. A yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, for me, it, I, I saw some people sort of talking about, like you said, Nikki, the idea of there not being like, like a returning character or something, like a bigger moment where some character returns or um, the story beat or something. And I just want to slap them and go, <laughs> theme, theme. Like, this episode is dripping in thematic, emotional beats. The whole storyline just hit me so hard. Like, and people saying, oh, I'm kind of surprised that no one died. Like, the clones died. <laughs> the clone project <laughs> died. The Camino died. The end of an era collapsed. Yeah. Like, this, was, this was fundamentally the, the big nail in the coffin of the Django Fett cloning program. And that's sad. And like it's you said, almost Claire, like... Oh, sorry. Like, these are like ghosts now. Like the Bad Batch are kind of like... They're, these, they're a bygone... They're part of a bygone era. And that's going like to be interesting. Jedi. Interesting to see with Crosshair next season because he's kind of having to... Like, he, he has to work in a system that will be slightly different to what he's been up to recently i think that's gonna be interesting yeah and like the, it, like the jedi have had their order 66 this is the clone order 66 yeah that's happening and it's so sad it's just so sad it's so sad that this system that they you know they not only the loss of their home and and their future the loss of their purpose the loss of all of these things it's really devastating and because of this i you know it it put I hope that it put a little doubt in Crosshair's mind. I think it did. I, I think Omega definitely did. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, like just the way everything ended with this, it almost felt like 
in retrospect, season one was just a huge prologue <laughs> to like yeah. now the wilderness begins. Like now, now we really, really don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, it was it just yeah it was just such a moment of like finality throughout the uh, the whole thing, and and then you know people make people make their choices, and and then it's like okay, I guess we're we're off now. Um, yeah, it was it was so cool, and then and then yeah, just so many so many moments between all the characters, um, and it, it's still like uh, the previous episode where there was a lot of push and pull on you know the roller coaster of what's happening are they are they together are they not what do they think about each other um yeah it was it was just really man it was just really good like just a great grasp of character um and then and then they let them shine it was really good yeah and i feel like what i love about the show as well is there's these little small moments where Sometimes I feel like people, if people on Twitter wrote the show, it would be like staying the obvious constantly. And there's so many beats where there was like one of my favorite beats in the episode right at the beginning, where the clone trooper tells Rampart that the oh. the base has been destroyed, and you can tell he's not happy <laughs> about it. The little here, like he he get he's it's hard. It's he has to choke those words out. It's hard for him to say it. You can hear yeah. it in his voice. Ah. This this show did the small moments better than any other show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've thought that for so long, with even with just little the little like dialogueless things. Even you know a wave Omega gives like just all these little moments um, that have built so like just through sixteen episodes. And then yeah, that that clone trooper was that was something else because yeah, it was it was like you you just felt that resignation the. Like I don't like this. <laughs> like they're like just hiding the trying to hide the the pain again. Like we we watch these guys fight for this planet, you know, in the hallways on the on the platforms and stuff. And yeah, gone. And they're the ones who shot him. Like yeah, it's uh, it's rough. And and previous episodes build on that because you know if beforehand we might have been of the assumption that maybe the clones didn't have much feelings. They were like full wired programmed after order 66 but now we know like with um that big speech early on in the season on ryloff we know that some of these clones have doubts and that one's probably got some doubts of his own it's like this is this is shitty <laughs> like what are we gonna do so yeah i thought it was really awesome to see like that delve into the thematic elements and yeah there's just so much in there there's just so much between all these different characters, all these characters just talking to each other, and oh, and there's there's a big thematic theme actually. I really want to delve into later, which I rewatched an arc of the Clone Wars recently, and I have to say my my thoughts have changed, not in terms of quality, but just in terms of viewing, which is really interesting actually. Um, I'm really excited to get into that. But yeah, that whole sequence of like them Camino being destroyed reminded me very much of a mixture of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. like the Invisible Hand crashing. Like, mm-hmm. I think we joked last week, like what of them like hanging on and stuff, like Obi Wan in the in the elevator, and they pretty much did that. Like mm-hmm. it was the uh, the sliding down, and also reminded me a lot. This episode reminded me a lot of the Clone Wars finale, where yeah. 
it isn't a bomb big bombastic like ex like destruct well, it is like in a sense but like not in terms of every character's coming in and there's like cameo yeah. cameo like it's, it's more of a character based very focus. limited goals yes um yeah exactly and it's funny that because like you mentioned revenge of the sith kiners like can't can't compliment the kiners enough there were even little like scoring things where they would refer to specific songs from revenge of the sith like for example there was a reference to anakin's dark deeds when camino was going down and it wasn't a direct reference it was just the same chord progression that goes on underneath it but it was mm. so subtle and there were little things that automatically like the tiniest little details throughout this whole thing that bring you back to that moment, like that, that give you that dread, that horror movie level of full on dread. Um, yeah. Yeah. And sadness, like, and you don't understand quite why this awkward little quote, like chord progression makes you sad, but then you go, Oh, it's because Anakin is killing younglings in my life. <laughs> okay. younglings. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, like just another note on like the craft of it. Um, I think David Collins talked about sort of designing Camino through like groans because like like almost you know giving it personality in its in its death and like adding that um, layer of pain because and like really feeling like the city is dying um, and yeah so just again yeah little attention to detail that like just happens in your head automatically but somebody somebody thought about that <laughs> and um and put that together so yeah it's again it's just incredible what they what they were able to do and and also fully submerged omega's hair in yes. the water was oh. again very dope the wet wet hair animation baby because you brought up david collins i have to say like again the sound design team just did an incredible job. I feel like the same way that I said this to him actually on Twitter, the same way Ralph recent Star Wars has like used Ralph McQuarrie's designs. And so in a sense, all those design work that he did and other people did throughout the series that wasn't used eventually gets used somehow and is recycled and gets to be part of Star Wars. David Collins and his group of the sound design team do that with like legends content. Mm -hmm. and a lot of or just a lot of other film and sound reused sound design which i really love uh, in particular one of my favorite like goosebump moments because i'm a loser was the the venators turning to go off and fly back to where where the fleet is mm -hmm. is the fate uh class shuttle that palpatine has <laughs> it's yeah. just that sound design from you know he's still alive <laughs> um and the other one someone pointed out on twitter was the alarm blares throughout Camino oh. are the same blares from the Force Unleashed video game. And every time That's I cool. heard them, they just like gave me chills. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. oh no. <laughs> Flashbacks of eating stormtroopers across the cliff. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Just pain. Pain. Just so Sad. much, yeah. Just so much, yeah. Heartbreak. I loved seeing all of them work together. That. Obviously, we have to talk about that moment where they're split apart. We have Omega, oh. AZ, and Crosshair. Mm -hmm. And that little moment of, like, they're not going to drown Crosshair, are they? Are they? <laughs> are they? <laughs> uh, crazy stuff. 
like I, I, I just think this episode is so interesting because we don't know what to expect. But like especially after last week, of the inhibitor chip moment, yeah. And we still don't even really know what the deal is with that. Exactly. I need answers in season two. What happened? How did it come out? Why? Why? And yes, it does matter when it came out, Crosshair, but it still sucks <laughs> that it's you. It sucks that you're this way, <laughs> naturally. But we get why now. It's okay. You'll come back, baby. I know you will. Actually, I don't. Actually, I don't. <laughs> uh oh. I, we can get into this later. I think the cross redemption train has never been rolling faster. Like it's still <laughs> it's still so obvious. Um it's just gonna take some more time. It will. It's well, gonna be a long of, road. Speaking of cross, why don't we just jump into mm-hmm. understanding you does not mean that I agree with you. Now that was one of my favorite lines of the series. It's this like beautiful, like because everyone's like, Oh yeah, tech doesn't have any emotions, or he doesn't describe anything. And he just mm-hmm. plainly states and souls one of these biggest emotional beats like that. Yep. And I feel like, yeah, great writing. An evergreen quote for so many situations nowadays. It really is. Evergreen. It's one of those ones that, it, yeah, it applies to so much. Um, and yeah, just just a good a good character moment because it, it's always fun to get them sort of even bantering with each other like that was kind of nice in itself um because you you know the you just it makes you think of all the times they were on a mission together and you know prickly reserved crosshairs like record what are you doing (laughs) 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 and so like it's uh it's just kind of a nice throwback to that um but then yeah tech tech dropping the knowledge because that's that's what it's about it's about understanding who they are like um and it's just it's just a good way it's a good way to sort of process the the character i mean we can sit here you know as i mean me as a crosshair fan being like it's the same thing you know understanding you doesn't mean you're right but i think it's what it's what makes him so compelling being able to understand him because oh, yeah. it's like it's like anything you know your your antagonists like live and die based on the reasons they are that way and i think you can pick apart whatever and sort of i think you're you're always more inclined to um be interested when uh you you sort of know more about why they are the way they are and i think like even just another like work i think uh like to me then in falcon and winter soldier i don't know if they did enough to explain why John Walker was the way John Walker was. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that, that's the way I felt. And I felt like that didn't help people when it came to understanding him. Um, and there was a lot of like, man, fuck John Walker. I'm like, well, there's probably like a, a very interesting backstory here. Um, mm. And I don't think that was explored enough. And so, so I think, um, I think the way they, especially in this episode, really tackled the crosshair questions and it's like it's one of those things too where um like i feel i still feel like everything we like we've spent a lot of time on crosshair last week too and i feel still 
everything I said still tracks. And that's why, that's why I'm pleased because it's like every time somebody says like when Omega sits down and is like, I thought it was the chip, but it's not like that is a challenge. That's, that's not her saying, that's not her mm -hmm. like affirming that that's her being, I know what you're about. What are you going to do about it? And Hunter was like that too. He's like, mm -hmm. you know, you can die here or not. I've done my part, but like, you, it's it's all about you now, and um, and I thought that that like push and pull, there's just so many good crosshair like, the, the sort of the crosshair roller coaster, in this episode because it's like, yeah, he's like, ah, oh, the kids calling the shots now, and then, culminating in, I'm gonna rescue them. Then culminating in, I've made my choice. Like it, it was just so good, and the back and forth, and I think yeah, I still think the. Like you don't drop that much stuff on him, um, mm -mm. literally and figuratively. Uh, but <laughs> like you don't drop that much stuff on him and not have him come back. Still, yeah. Like this, this I think is the the something has changed, and now we're gonna get a full season of this stewing, and I hope it. I hope it'll be. Um, the comeback, the eventual comeback by the end of two. I think that'd be nice. But um, it, it just sort of reminded me it, differently, but still reminded me of um, Agent Callus, where you get that moment with Zeb in season two. And while he, still, while he is working with the Empire, or while he's working with the Rebellion, he still is with the Empire for the entirety of three. Um, so it's still, it's still, it's going to give more time. And I think that's, that's super cool. Again, it's like it's what they it's what they've always done with this. Um, they I feel like they they could have always done the simple thing, and they could have been like, "Hey, I'm good," or "Hey, I'm bad," and instead they're like, <laughs> "Nah, let's let's let this cook a little longer. Um, let's add some more complexity." I think I think that's the the nice thing. Um, I think it was Tracy Kenobio tweeted after the finale. She was like, "Relationships are complicated." And like that's that's the key, like yeah. this isn't this isn't cut and dry. Like it's it's difficult, and and I think you know just in Crosshair's mind, it's also like like how many of us have stuck with a decision out of spite, right? <laughs> like <laughs> like like we've been told, like we know, like we know what's wrong, we know what's right, but I'm like fucking, you're not gonna tell me, and that that was that very much felt like the energy to me at the end um yeah where it's like he's he like i think he knows i think he's always known like that's the thing like i don't think he he didn't get two shits about the empire's goals like it's just it's again like like we talked last week it's like that addiction to purpose um and i think that extends to a lot of clones now based on the way we've again like the hauser stuff and like why didn't everyone drop the shields it's like I think people are, um, I think like just the clone dilemma is in full swing because like, what, yeah, what do you do? Who are him? Who am I without this, without, without fighting for this? And so I think, um, I think it's super interesting how, you know, yeah, it's like, he's, he's not ready to admit that yet himself. I think it's also a complicated uh, sense of, familial relationship and brotherhood and the idea of he felt neglected by them 
and I'm sure in his head, like not only of the chip uh, striking and you know emphasizing the uh, the programming, but it probably also emphasized his anxieties and doubts. And we we look at Crosshair as this like spot on person who's always like pinpoint accurate. And I think what's interesting is that he, I guess the the clones have a sense of brotherhood just in general because of the nature of the existence. And the bad batch are like that tenfold. Mm-hmm. So when you feel like you're abandoned by them, it's like he almost wanted to fill that hole with the empire yeah. and the, the goals and the structure. And I think by doing that, that's the reason why he fell that right down that path. And then he kind of tried to be like, well, I want to bring you guys back on my side. And I think another thing what's interesting is that in this episode, the thing that, like well, like you said, Nikki will swing back the other way and have him recalibrate those feelings is that each member individually is earnest and honest and tells him the truth, which is that they do care about him. And like, like the scene with record, like you said, Oh yeah. The scene of Omega where she's like, this is you. Like it's the, and like you said, it's not only just them telling him the truth, but it's challenging him to do like to change. Like Omega says, this is you. Rekka says, if she came back, you know we'd, we'd, we'd let you join us again. We'd welcome yeah. you with open arms. Tech does the whole, we understand you, it's just we don't agree with you. doesn't mean we like hate you. And I guess Echo doesn't shoot him at the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Echo, Echo's got much lower stakes with yeah. Yeah. on that relationship side. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, for sure. And it's, uh, it's, it's what was so just rich about that whole relationship is because it's not you know it's not something you solve like i think again it's like we could have sat here and and solved it in this episode but we didn't and i think i think that's that it's very just interesting like (laughs) for for lack of any other word like it's just it's more interesting to to sort of crack the glass and then watch it splinter for season two hopefully Mm -hmm. um but i think uh I think, yeah, it's coming. Like, it's just, it's going to take more time. I think you don't, I mean, just, just from a writing standpoint, like, you, it's, it's going to be very dissatisfying to do all that and then not work. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, oh, yeah. I think that's, it's just, it's almost like just a no-no. Like, don't do that. <laughs> because it, it, it's like baiting, baiting the audience too much. Um, and so, so yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah, it's just gonna be super cool to see what what season two means for Imperial service, especially because mm-hmm. um, he killed all his team. Remember, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Except for one yeah. person. I think one person yeah. got off. He killed the rest of his team. Yeah. So, and they, uh, they already don't like Grandpa. him. They already don't yeah. like him. Like yeah. clearly, for all the way up to the very top, they're just like, "Don't trust the clone. We don't trust the clone." He's like, "Eh, whatever. Who cares if the clone is wasted in all this destruction?" And Truly, like at the end of the day, all of Crosshair's decisions at the in the previous episode, they did come from a place of caring about the Bad Batch. They came from a place of caring. They came from a place of, I want to save you guys. You guys mm-hmm. are making a wrong decision. I want you do this and I want to save you. And the Bad Batch is doing the exact same thing. Like, you are on the wrong side. We're here to save you. But they just can't agree on who needs to be saved. And yeah. it's really like... He's he's really going to get a rude awakening too because 
you know, they're phasing out the clones, not the clones that matter, but clearly he's not one of the clones that matter anymore. Not to the Empire. He's not going to come back to a warm welcome. So it's going to be an I'm interesting in crisis coming up. <laughs> that's what I'm interested about as well. Like you were saying, maybe season two could be a long build up. Um, my immediate thought was like, maybe what if like the, the opener is about that, like Crosshair being neglected by the Empire and maybe he has <laughs> to find his own way out like separately from the Bad Batch. So it's like yeah. kind of like a middle ground where it's not completely just joining them again, but it becomes like a bounty hunter or something. Yeah, sort of like yeah, maybe like assassin, freelance, yeah. freelance assassin. He's <laughs> a um, carny. He's like shooting. Yeah, a bounty hunter. Yeah, it's super fascinating, and yeah, just and the whole like yeah, who's gonna who's saving who? Like, mm -hmm. it, it, like he, he's like, hey, come on, I can give you guys purpose again. Don't you guys want purpose? Like. And they're like, no. It's like, don't be free. It's like, yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, again, just the great, great lines, you know, you'll always be a pawn to them. Like, it's, it's always be a number as well. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, it was just really good. Just great stuff. And I think uh, another, like, speaking of the little things, I loved when they had to share the pod and Hunter, yeah. Hunter being, the dad, the teacher was like, naughty kid, you're coming with me. <laughs> He's like, you're not leaving my site. <laughs> which, uh, which I thought was great. And then, of course, ended up in being a, a heroic moment for Crosshair. Also great for tension. Because she's yeah. still like, what is Crosshair going to do? Like, he could have just shot him. Yeah. But, like, he, he died on the way up. <laughs> my bad. Um, but yeah, I really... I really like the way that they, they delved into this and the thematic themes of like, I guess, I don't want to, rebirth. I feel like this episode had a lot of thematic elements of rebirth in terms of them having to deal with what's going on and them having to, you know, not just like deal with what's going on, but also having to deal with going back to where they were born. Mm -hmm. Literally where they were born, they were created and they shoot back up in the same tubes a rebirth yeah. literally yeah oh oh we have a super chat from super chat super, chat. super thrive 401 thank you so much thank uh, you super thrive <laughs> just want to point out that easy is part of the badge now plus with all these clones starting to question the empire i still think we'll get the clone uprising and maybe echo and rex will be a big part of it oh i hope so too Dude, I really want that. Season two is gonna be saucy. Like, there's a lot <laughs> of stuff on the table, man. A lot of stuff. Um, I think maybe at the end we can get more into like season two predictions and whatnot. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so much. And well, something extra I love about AZ now being part of the crew, <laughs> part of the ship, part of the crew. Um, they, uh, he will be recharged by Gonky. That's exactly right. <laughs> I was like, AZ and Gonky, new BFFs, new drone duo. Oh my god. Gonky's like, I got this. I got this. Yeah, just, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Give, take some of that power, baby. <laughs> I don't know why that's is, my internal Gonky voice, but. Um. This is what I want. This is something I want to say. Um, I'm really glad Superfly brought up AZ because the spiritual part of AZ not only surviving but becoming part of the batch hit me really hard this week because one i genuinely thought he was gone 
and that, that really hurt. Broke but me. I rewatched I rewatched the Fives arc after the finale, and I weeped even more because when I watched that arc for so many years, it was such a devastating, overriding negative feeling. Not in the sense of the storytelling, because the storytelling is fantastic, but it's the it was he was so close. Yeah, it was because so it hurts. And now, Five's legacy is so beautiful. Not only did he help save Rex's life, he helped save Ahsoka. He helped AZ, yeah. which means AZ is helping the Bad Batch, which means that Five's has helped the Bad Batch, which means he's helping Echo. It means oh. he's helping... And also, it means he helped the Rebellion. Yeah. yeah. No, like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even just going back to the way it was used in Siege of Mandalore, um, that that recontextualization mm. of Five's tragedy really being this, this a- in the end, heroic triumph. Like, like yeah. it, him doing that, what he, because, yeah, that, that is the tragedy of, of what that original arc was, was so close and it meant nothing. Yeah, you know, like, and it all still went to hell. But now it's like we're getting these things where, um, yeah, just everything you said, all the all the way it, you know, the web connects to every single person just from from doing his one act. And I think, um, yeah, it, it's super cool. And then even with Az, part of the batch, like, I love how that fits thematically as well because, like, he's not just with the team in in terms of like even as he's trying to push Omega up and he's like mission accomplished or like objective accomplished. And it's like, now he's part of the team having finished his, like what is his object? Like he's now in this space of the bad batch where it's like, well, what do we do now? We don't have our like purpose. He doesn't have his purpose. He doesn't have his lab. He doesn't have his, he saved Omega. And now it's like, he's going to be reborn, recharged and have just the whole world in front of him. He can do whatever he wants. And uh, so, yeah, I think, just being thematically linked to them as well now in terms of what's your objective, what's your what's your mission now? And being able to like now define that for yourself, I think is very cool. It's just yeah, there's so much beautiful like context in that. And it reminds me a lot of actually the uh, the Yoda arc as well. That that moment where Qui-Gon says the war will be won, just not in the way you think. And it's these small moments that when you look at them from a narrow view, it's a sad moment. Like, obviously, Five's dying is, is sad. But those little branches that his death created and his sacrifice and his his, his, his her- heroicness just branches out into all these little bits. And that saves Ahsoka. And Ahsoka helps with the rebel, create the rebel alliance. And, mm-hmm. you know, Rex as well. Help Rex helps fight on Endor and all this stuff. And all these things just branches out and it overrides overall comes together to help save the galaxy from overriding evil and it's yeah. not like it wouldn't it's not as simple as we kill the emperor the end it's mm-hmm. these small moments that matter and i think that's what i love about star wars and i feel like that's why i'm glad az is part of the group oh, some good stuff good stuff great super chat great points yeah thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't we, should we go look at some other questions as well? Have a look. Yeah, yeah we can catch up, catch up on the chat. What up, chat? 
<laughs> Abraham Martinez Hidalgo Abraham. says, do you want Crosshair returning to the Bad Batch or to stay with the Empire? Uh, I feel like we kind of sort of explained this, but maybe a bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eventually, but not yet. Well, ultimately, back. yes. Ultimately, yeah, we, we definitely want him to be part of the Bad Batch. He's, he's always part of the Bad Batch, I feel like. Mm-hmm. The, the it's, where he belongs. Where, it's where he belongs. There's that hero shot near the end of the episode where I was like, the dream team. That's what another thing they've never taken him out of the promotional shots, like mm-hmm. um, on like the Disney Plus banners and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's always there. Um, I always thought that was a nice touch. Um, so yeah, always never never fully gone. Uh, Hannah says, "I fully understand why Crosshead decided not to go over them, but really want him to join them again in the future. I think he will. I think he's yeah. like you said, Nikki, and I think Claire, you both." Added to the point where it's like the gears are turning. Mm-hmm. The gears yeah. are turning, and I feel like he's definitely he's he's definitely thinking about it. And we see him yeah. a lot. Just I feel like a lot. He's he's, a lot, he's very internalized as well. He's not always open about his emotions. Um, so I'm very interested to see where they go with that. I also That's, think it was interesting when he howls his head. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it makes Chipgate just that little more interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I I still don't know. I still think I feel like still the the stakes are just a bit higher if it's gone. Yeah. Um, but I I like I still don't know. It could be anything. But um, but yeah, I think the internalized sort of struggle of Crosshair is always great because you you use characters like Omega who cut through red tape, like like her her. Special super again. We spent a lot of early season talking about her <laughs> special abilities. Her real special ability is to cut through the bullshit, um, <laughs> and and I think that's that's what makes her talking to him so so powerful. And I, I love that again. Just little one line, uh, like one line that unlocks so much story. Just the like you didn't like it here, did you? And and that alone just puts in your head all the 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 reg hate, uh, the reciprocated reg hate, because <laughs> um, mm. nobody got along. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the tests, the the tubes, the, you know, it just, it puts so much in your head, just that one line. And, um, and yeah, I think that's, like, just, yeah, to get to, to Hannah's, like, comment again, it's just, it's like, yeah, I think, I, I of course, wanted him to sign up and be like, woo, let's do this. And, I, it's just it's so much nicer now. I feel it, again just that extra layer of we're gonna still test these uh, characters and because yeah, mm-hmm. it could have gone either way, plain and simple. It could have been nope, or it could have been yes. And instead, they were like, we're gonna we're gonna bake we're gonna bake this <laughs> lasagna a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 super good. It's great great character work. Mm-hmm. Uh, be nasty zero three zero three says the sound design was so good the bombardment and underwater sounds were perfect yeah wow. that 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 strike just yeah, horrible to see but beautiful to hear i'm t- <laughs> i'm terrified to know how this show will level up uh tech like technically next season mm-hmm. like again like you sit there and watch it it's like how does it get better than this it's like oh they'll find mm-hmm. a way 
<laughs> they will they always it. do. They're just gonna be like projected in our living room eventually. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 scary what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible stuff. I thought it's really like like you said, you don't know what to expect next season. But I feel like we're gonna be in our words because there's gonna be some crazy stuff coming up soon. Uh, Matthew says, where's Rex? Is he safe? Is he all right? <laughs> He's busy, man. That's 79s. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm busy. Come <laughs> uh, a... oh, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's another just a great, you know, look ahead to season two, what what it means for the other clones. I think, yeah, Rex, Rex is going to come back. He's got a part. Yeah, he's got a part to play coming up. He really does. I'm hoping for some clone dream team reunited and it feels so good involving AZ, involving everybody. I'm ex- yeah, I'm excited. Well, yeah, he's like a walking clone uh, and him the chip remover. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, hey, Cody, guess what? Come in, come to the bar behind the bar when I show you something. <laughs> Got a nice Polynesian spa back here. Polynesian How about spa. that? Can- could you imagine the storyline of seducing clones in the clone bar and just to go have AZ waiting to go, hello, I'm going to take out your inhibitor chip. I'm going to cut up in your head. That really <laughs> opens up a lot of moral gray area. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, AZ, you brought the roofies, right? Like, that's, ah! that's, that's terrifying. Oh, good Lord. Terrifying. Stay safe, kids. Just Never to leave make, your drink alone at the bar. <laughs> we drank like, you. Watch clones, you know, with uh, weird motives in public spaces. <laughs> Don't trust anyone. What, and I think what's interesting as well about the clones just post this season as well is that we know that nothing good comes of it, even if it's the good clones. If it's the good clones, we know nothing is good is going to come out of it because we know that Wolf, Rex, and Gregor end up alone. And we yeah. know for the bad clones... Everything we see about them in canon is just negative. We got that one clone commander, the captain, in the Lords of the Sith book, who Vader's mm-hmm. us like, "You old fuck, <laughs> we get rid of you." Yeah, I mean, for as exciting as the the clone dream team sounds, it's like it's gonna end in pain. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's it's rough. It's real. The rough. other thing, the other thing that really hurt was in last week's episode when we see those little clones, and they're like. What are we going to be able to do? And then if you go and read uh, the Darth Vader book by Charles Saul, the, the comic, which mm-hmm. is set after episode three and a few years after as well, you find out the clones that work for the Inquisitorius are the youngest clones to be produced in the last ones. Purge so Trooper probably, Squad. Yay. They're probably slaughtered. By... You, you killed that kid multiple times. Great. That's right. All of us did. You, listener. You killed that kid. <laughs> <laughs> you yeeted him off a cliff on Kashyyyk. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, I'm going to no. be a soldier one day. <laughs> <laughs> Not with anything to say about it. I have. <laughs> yeah. Rough stuff. Rough stuff for the clones, man. Good stuff. Uh, we'll go through these last two comments. Um, Super Fry says, four, uh, Super Fry 401 says, Man, what Rekka said to Crosshair was a perk, uh, peak moment for me in the show because Rekka is probably the most genuine person in the crew and to see him in these vulnerable moments first of Omega, now this 
Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Really yeah. There's there's no subtext with Wrecker. What you see is what you get. He'll tell you what's on his mind. There's no games there. It's so true that him him saying that him saying that to Crosshair, it was just so so genuine and so just yeah. He was hurting too. He's trying not to show how much he was hurting, but yeah, what you see is what you get with Wrecker. Sweet yeah. Boy. There's so much earnest you know, earnestness with that group and yeah. it, it's why it's why yeah it's why i just feel like it's it's unfair to bait the audience so like like it's just to me it's just not it, you, you can't do it like um you know it, that's why he's got to come good because mm -hmm. it's just yeah it's it's just sort of the the way it all tracks yeah uh joey says omega calling crosshair brother Ouch. Oh. That was the thing that Ouch. really hit me this week. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, sadness. Absolute sadness. Uh, why don't we just jump back in? We'll get to that in a moment. Just gonna, we've got a whole little subject for that, little topic for that segment. But first of all, we've got AZ and Submo to the surface. I feel like, you know, definitely the, the anxious part of the episode where you're not quite sure what's going to happen. I feel like for me, a lot of it was about thematic elements. The rebirth is then literally going back into the tubes they were born into and being brought back out in the world, into a new world, because now Camino has been destroyed. And uh, sort of a, a jump to the ending a little bit. But what I found interesting was that we don't really see Camino in the daytime that often. I think, if I recall correctly, the, the battle in season three was in the daytime yeah but it was still cloudy like it was still like rain overcast <laughs> and there's like yeah, there's like a sort of weird like the same feeling you get at the end of episode three where you see the twin suns it's like mm -hmm. things are bad but there's light at the end of the tunnel and yeah. i i think that is legitimately the first time we see camino at all at any point in the sunshine and it's gone and 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 uh, Topoka City's gone. Like, how, like, what ominous sunshine? Come on now, you're supposed to mean happy shit, son. <laughs> <laughs> never been more scared of it being sunny outside. Hashtag, like, oh. hashtag record thoughts. Oh, you're supposed to be, I don't like this. I need the, I need the sun to be happy. <laughs> oh, it's not raining anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I just okay. thought thought it was really interesting that, that the thematic elements of those episodes and like yeah, it's a, it's a new dawn to quote a Star Wars book. Um, hey. You know, the again the, the whole point of this whole time period is the two overriding themes, which is tragedy and hope. And I feel like this episode summarized both of those very much at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's darkness out there, but there's also some light. Yeah, this is like tangentially related but do you think that this whole time the, the Kaminoans have been manipulating the weather so that it's kind of spooky and nobody really can see what's going on through the cloud coverage and the rain and the everyone leaves them alone no one wants to live on space seattle it could be yeah i mean i think that's a that's a solid if if nothing else a solid head cannon <laughs> because like yeah the, the whole thing is the whole thing is um maintaining the secrecy right mm -hmm. so so yeah whatever whatever obscures the truth from the outside, I think, is it's super like in character. 
Yeah, can't see it from orbit if it's covered in clouds and hidden. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they just really want because they knew that at some point there's going to be a really cool battle on one of the platforms, and they know it's going to be slippy. And once <laughs> once they saw Django Fett and everyone, they're like, "Worth it." <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely watching with with the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> CCTV. Magnificent, aren't they? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, crazy stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see if they if they do like explain that at some point. Because mm -hmm. I think what's interesting, um, and I think Pablo confirmed it on Twitter that there were some like games and like apps or like other content people that wanted to use Camino post emp like in the Imperial era, and Lucasfilm had to be like, no, for like <laughs> years now. <laughs> like they knew that this was going to be happening at some point. So like, yeah, we can't we can't be doing this. I thought it was really interesting that they did that. But also, we know that there's other Kamino and outposts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So who's to say that the species, or the people, are all extinct or they have their own secret stuff going on still? Um, very, very interesting. Uh, AZ, MVP, obviously, of the episode. MVP. Oh, he held on just in time. Oh, my God. That moment when his eyes start to flicker and go out, and he's like, Oh God, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but I have. He's like, my mission, mission is, is accomplished. Yes, there we go. Like you're clear and just floats off. And it was just a total gut punch, one two gut punch with Omega getting out into the water to save him. And I'm just like, oh, we're so screwed. They better not freaking be doing this right now. Um, it's like, yay. Oh no. Oh no, I don't like this very much. Oh, such incredible, and the scoring behind it, amazing. The animation, beautiful, incredible. Underwater Omega hair, great. Uh, yeah. Real winner. Man, real, real winner. winner. Not just for us, but for all mankind. <laughs> and I think, if anything, it proves how, like, how much better Omega is as a person than any yeah. of us. Because I feel like if any of us were in that same position, we wouldn't open the door. No, you just sit there and cry and bang on the glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it was. You could save her. No, it's too late. <laughs> because it's also, it's, it's like the madness of it too, right? Like, yeah. like, what, like her, her ability again, to cut through the bullshit. Like there's no debate in her head. Like you, you, you start putting the pieces together. How's she going to get him out? Like yeah. he's a heavy droid underwater. Like, you're, you're you got little noodle arms to quote Sid <laughs> and um and it's like yeah there's just no hesitation she's like I'm going and I think retrospectively watching this again I think that was a core decision in Crosshair saving because he saw that she wouldn't abandon her family yeah and it was like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> that moment in the episode when you just see him with the rifle and you're like fuck don't do this man please no. and then it's like a yeah I look I fist pumped the air so hard and this is, a, this is a, something I didn't expect okay I was like fist pump the air like that and then I weeped <laughs> like I, was, I think I texted you Nikki I was like the, the tears just shot out my eyes. I was so sad, happy, like yeah. um, that that the joy and the jubilation from that one little moment of the 
the grapple grappling hook. It was so incredible. And I was like, this is why the storytelling is the best because it elicited such a response. Yeah. And I think like, I hate to sound like an omnipotent fan, but like, as soon as she started sinking, I was like, Crosshair's going to save them. Like, because these are, this is what happens when you lay the groundwork mm-hmm. and like, like that's, that's what it's all about. Like it, it you know, again, it's strength of character and, not even just like, not like as people, but like strength of writing because mm-hmm. like they've set this up, you know, all the doubt, all the poking and prodding. And it's like, you just know that moment's coming. And, um, I, but then like on the other side, it's still exhilarating when, mm-hmm. the, when the rifle is at Hunter and then he just nudges to the side. Um, it, that's what it's, that's why it's so incredible. It's like, yeah, like I, like, yeah, as soon as she started sinking, it's like, okay, Crosshair's going to save them. How? And then I think about Crosshair too much. So, like, I remembered he had the grappling shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he used that a few times. <laughs> so, like, it's like, okay, maybe he'll do that. Um, but it's, again, it's like that doesn't negate how, like, meaning, like meaningful it felt. And, it, again, just epic heroic moments uh, from Omega, AZ, Crosshair, like, all happening just smushed together, like, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just, I loved... I love that so much. And um, I also really loved him turning around and everyone's got their guns on him. Mm-hmm. And then, and like, that was just, again, also everybody's so ready for things. <laughs> like it, it was just, it was just great. And then I, the next part I loved, he throws the rifle to wrecker. Like it's the, I'm not a threat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, it's just adding layers, baby. That's what it's about. It's so good. Yeah, there's, it was just, and I think point to your point as well. Obviously, you're a big Crosshair fan, so I feel like you've got a lot of faith in him as well. Like I do love Crosshair, um, but I, but I think it's a, it's a strength of the storytelling and the writers that I was kind of like, I don't know where this could go. Like, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a chance he could shoot Hunter, and I think that's good. Ultimately, my heart leaned towards positive, so I was like. I think he'll save her somehow, but I don't know how. Like I was like, is he gonna jump in? I didn't remember the the grappling hook off the top of my head, so I was like, but I was like, still, there's like a conflicting moment. And I think that's why when he did it, it was such that exhilarating moment of like, God damn it, this is great storytelling. And yeah, like the tears literally just like came out of like, oh god, yeah. this is so good. No, it's it's also like <laughs> when 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 you have you know screenwriter training it's also the <laughs> it's also the unfortunate thing because it's like oh yeah you, see, yes, you sure. see the you see the pieces better and like mm-hmm. you know you know what i like it's like i know what i would do um i think that's just from a personal standpoint why i love this show so much mm-hmm. because there were a lot of moments where i was like that's what i would do and then they did it <laughs> i was like <laughs> hey there you go i like this shit <laughs> um but like it's uh yeah it's it, it they did the work i think that's what's so mm-hmm. like great about it because it's it's surprising but it's one of those surprises that once it happens it's like oh that's not surprising at all yeah. you know and so yeah no it, it was just great that whole that whole section was was amazing just perfect perfect character work yeah beautiful stuff of them all and, yeah. it, and it, again hunter putting him in the same tube with him where hunter had his rifle like mm-hmm. again, just little little decisions all adding up. Um, yeah, 
Just good stuff, man. God bless the batch. <laughs> well, why don't we jump into our final topic point, which is, of course, oh. you're my brother too. Um, yeah, that hit me as well. That had me emotionally charged up. I was already gone by that point, obviously, with the, the grappling hooks. So I was kind of just like, mm-hmm. this is good stuff. To the to um, the point where it was like, is he gonna run onto the shuttle? Yeah. Like yeah. you still don't know. Like in in those just last few seconds, it's like, and is this see... gonna be the thing? No, not yet. Nope. And you see Omega every last moment until that door is completely closed, looking yeah. at him, waiting, waiting on him to to change his mind, hoping you can see her put out her little her little egg, her little rays, like, come on, change your mind. It's just so sad when when he does it, but you can tell that there's something wrong. There's something quite because she does. He saves her, and then after this, you know, him talking about in these last two episodes about being abandoned, about you know, you know, you didn't come back for me. We were we were a team, um, but Omega would. I think yeah. that he knows that mm. he knows that, especially with that final little. In case you haven't realized, with literally everything I've done and everything I've said to you. I care about you. We care yeah. about you. Not everyone's going to care about you. I mean, it's it's actions and words, right? Like <laughs> even with crosshair, it's actions and words. He saved her. Like he saved that's her. Yeah. that's the do, right? Like, and I think that's why. Again, it's it's such a cool choice to not to not make this simple because it's like you just mm-hmm. just even from his standpoint, it's like what's more powerful in this moment the the obvious love and like willingness to forgive from them or the self-loathing that has sort of dominated his entire, I'll say post-chip existence. Um, Because it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like everything we talked about with him last week, just that, that need for purpose, the, the self-loathing, the being left behind, the, the sort of pain of, you know, look, like looking at his brothers and being like, it, it doesn't matter when the chip came out because you never tried anyway. Yeah. Like, like that's that's very powerful emotions. And I think having those be just as equally powerful as like, we still care about you. Like you'll always have a place with us. Those still being in conflict is very good. Yeah. It's, it's just good shit. And it's like when people you love make bad choices or do bad things or believe in things other than you. It's a really hard thing to reconcile a lot of the time. There's still the love underneath for these people, but there's, there's that, there's a space that often can't be breached Mm -hmm. and they both have to reconcile that someone they love or a group of people they love in their point of view didn't make the right choice, that they're not morally correct thing. They've been wronged by each other. And and then there's that hurt of feeling betrayed because of that. Mm-hmm. It's very, oh, there's so much to dig into next season. I'm excited. And yeah. like you said, Nikki, as well, I feel like there's a lot of like the childhood and upbringing and emotional sort of damage, maybe in terms of the bad batch that we we don't really get much explored, but it's inferred that, like you said, with crosshair um, and his disdain for the regs. I think what's interesting is like the way he mentions to Omega, it's like just because you're a clone doesn't mean you're one of them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he has a bit of disdain there as well, the idea that they went back for her being a reg and not him yeah. being the yeah. brother. 
And I think yeah. that's interesting as well, like that whole little, maybe that was part of the reason as well. Like there's a bit of jealousy or maybe hatred in there. Yeah. There's just, there's so much that goes into someone like giving up on themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's where, that's almost like where um, he's at, where it's just like, well, what's the point? Like, yeah. just, you know, that, that at least the orders give me something to do. You know, um, so yeah, no, it's it's the it's such a good conflict to have set up, and you know, you know, just we're gonna have a season of all all kinds of battles, both pew pew battles and big emotional battles. Um, so yeah, it's it's I, it, yeah, it's just like at the end, it's like what else can you say? Like, it's just fucking yeah. good. It's just good shit. Um, so yeah, just immense credit to the way this um, both parts of the finale were were executed perfect well i think that's all we have time for in terms of topic discussions uh if you want any if you want us to answer any more questions please do get them in as soon as possible and if you want us to answer it for sure uh since the super chat but before we dive into those why don't we give our overall thoughts and score and of course for the last time this season we of course can't do this without our good friends Amiga and Lula. Yay. Um, oh. So, Claire. Yes. You go first. Okay. Uh, overall, incredible two-part finale. Both episodes were great on their own, and they're even better together. It really is the, the ways, big and small, that they set the tone thematically for where we're going and where we have been and put really gave us some clarity as to why things this season have unfolded the way they were specifically with the dynamics between crosshair and the bad batch and omega um growing before our eyes every minute she's on screen really she's she this entire season has just been such a pleasant surprise it really has as someone who's just like that's not the story i would have picked i am glad that they did because this is this is a fascinating uh way to tell this uh the clone story and the story of people that don't necessarily fit in in um and you found family it's it's just so many repeating so many star wars themes of of hope and found family and you know uh, it's it's really been an incredible season. This finale episode was fantastic, and the action was crazy. And and every moment, I was on the edge of my seat, and it hit all the right emotional notes. So you know what I'm gonna say: ten out of ten for the finale episode. <laughs> so what a great season, and I am so excited to figure out where we're going next. Awesome. Should, it's finally over. <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, Nikki? Yeah, I mean, just, just jumping off that one point about just the show in general, I think it's it's so Star Wars to the core because mm-hmm. of what it deals with, um, of just the great Star Wars themes, right? You know, hope, uh, tragedy, redemption, consequence of choice. Um, like, it's, it's just so good. It had it all. Um, and 
you know, just applied to different people. So it, I think that's why, the, like, at its core, this was just a, a really good way to explore Star Wars. And I think, I think it's always the key to when something is announced. Because um, I know, like, there's a, there's a lot, a lot worse than <laughs> what Claire just said. There's a lot worse mm-hmm. of, like, well, this is a waste of time. Why would you do this show? And it's, like, I think... I, or my hope for people is that they take more time to not judge off the title. And and remember, a, a storyteller has a reason for telling a story. And even if it's even if it's whatever, like the most obscure thing to any like one person, like there's there's a reason this is happening, and it's and it's probably gonna be emotionally resonant <laughs> so give, give it a shot um but yeah when it comes to the the episode again like yeah we just we just spent an hour um loving on it so uh, I, you know i won't i won't uh mess around get straight to the 10 <laughs> you know it, that's, that's what it is absolute killer um and then yeah the season on a whole just yeah, so many, so many great things. I loved um, pretty much every episode. I found something of value in pretty much every episode, um, and I think that's that's always just the sign of a of a good story. And I, I always think back at how um, sort of like yeah, my like my journey with the with the Bad Batch like started in a panel in 2015 celebration where they screened the animatics for a big old, I, I think it was like, it's called the, I think it was called the digital stage back then, now the galaxy stage. Um, so it was like a very nice screen with very nice sound system. And and back then, like Clone Wars was dead, right? Like this was 2015. We didn't know anything, what was going to happen. So like in that moment, that felt like a reunion for, if you, you know, like for Clone Wars fans. And so to watch that, to be... Um, you know, to to have enjoyed that, and then for these guys to have been on the cutting room floor for years, forever left in that <laughs> pre pre rendered state, um, I think now like looking where we are now with them headlining the greatest looking show, like animation has done. Um, I think that's very special for them. They're like the miracle babies of like. Clone Wars animation. So um, yeah, just such a ride, such a ride. I loved every second of it. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I'm just so excited for season two and um, not to like, <laughs> not to turn this into a therapy session, but I'm pretty sure I've been depressed like for the entire run of this season. And it's probably the first Star Wars thing where I was just miserable. And I think having this show for half an hour a week, talking about it with friends. Like these are the things that like make you feel like yourself, you know, more than the rest of the, the week. So I think for me, that's why I'll always be very protective of this season in particular, this show, these characters. I think they, they've given me more than I could have hoped um, for. So I think that's why this season's just been so good. It's why, it's why I slap a 10 every time because it's just like how do i rate that connection like i can't like there's there's no way 
I could just do that and be like, yeah, well, you know, six out of 10. Um, so it's, it's just, yeah, it, it's why, you know, stories have connection and meaning. So I think it's just been such a good ride to, uh, to, have, to have been on all this stuff. I'm going to miss the show when it's off season. Um, right. but, but then it's like, you know, you think when's the, the next trailer for season two, like it's going to be mm -hmm. fire. If, if celebration goes ahead nice and smoothly, we'll get the panel. And so, yeah, just exciting times man. Exci real exciting times. There's so much, um, so much ground to cover. They, they, they planted so many little seeds with Ryloth, with Hauser, the clones, Roland, let's not forget Roland. Roland. Um, Sid, Sid and Gregor flipping burgers. So it's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> there's just, there's so much. I, again, it just, what a, what a great expansion on so many levels that, that this show's done. Absolutely. I, I have to say, once you brought it up, I cannot wait to see David Collins introduce, reintroduce the Bradley Baker like six times on the stage. <laughs> like, just list off every character he voices. Yeah. <laughs> and the voice well, of no, <laughs> even better than that. It's like he plays Hunter, Deep Body Baker. He walks on stage, walks off stage. <laughs> <Just they go>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. That it, that'll be such a great moment. Um, I, I, it's again just one of the <laughs> one of the many reasons why you hope celebration will be fine, um, because it's like yeah we. We, we deserve to celebrate these stories again yeah. in person. Fingers crossed. We can all be there to celebrate and have fun. Fingers crossed. Uh, for me, again, I feel like you both summarized it perfectly, so I'm not going to add too much. Uh, 10 out of 10 episode for me. Um, like Watching them together, like I said, Claire, is a brilliant idea, but also I think the same like with Victory and Death. You could watch it separately by itself, and it still hits for me. I thought it was a really great episode, like escape episode of sort of um, you get to focus on these characters. I don't want to hear anyone say there's no character development because you're wrong. Um, I really loved the, the thematic, like I'm a big sucker for thematic elements and, you know, like seeing Kamina be destroyed and all that stuff. And, you know, the Venators and oh, the Imperialization of everything is just beautiful and just, so much so much fun so yeah i really love that um so much good stuff happening this season i'm i'm very much anxious and excited to see where we go from here i'm mm -hmm. excited to see more proto stuff in season two i can't wait to see the first proto tie fighter i can't wait to see the first yeah. proto maybe snow trooper or something along those lines and then all these little things which are like i'm sure will be an action figure at some point but i can't wait to yeah um, it's like when when are they gonna hit the official stormtrooper armor you know, it's yeah. like, again, got, the key, they have the model, right? They do. Um, mm -hmm. So like, yeah, that's all super exciting. These are like the little exciting things that are so fun about, you know, doing these sort of transitionary periods where even, because even I remember in the prequels when they released the phase two armor, and I was like, oh my God, it's stormtroopery, <laughs> right? Like, and like, that was, that was just such a moment. And then the Clone Wars did the like phase two prototype where it was like the blend. And then, and now it's like, yeah, now we're really moving into, um, you know, Empire. Like again, when are they gonna put the first like proper Imperial Star Destroyer in? Oh. Um, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be real wild. 
And I'm interested that one of the favorite things I like the Riot Rebels and I hope they do of this series is is the in-universe like propaganda and the way they like I love all like the propaganda in Rebels where you get to see like what the what citizens of the galaxy would see. Like you see the advertisements for like fake adverts and propaganda. And I really hope we get to see that in the bad batch, maybe like introducing the new Sina TIE Fighter, like the new yeah, yeah. Star Destroyer. <laughs> um I think it'll be really cool see all that stuff and I'm I was definitely thinking like in my head maybe it'd be something along the lines of the clone rebellion is quashed by the stormtroopers and that's their like test as if they can deal with that and then yeah. once that's done it's like really sad it's like they introduce it to the galaxy like introducing the Imperial stormtroopers join us today and imagine like stormtroopers mm-hmm. and death troopers and all that here mm-hmm. I, when you brought up Sinar I was like what if uh <laughs> What if their crosshair reassignment is to negotiate the contracts with the with the big corporations? <laughs> <laughs> He's just there to suit. Anyway, here's the paperwork. <laughs> I hate this job so much. We own the banks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Beautiful stuff. Um, before we get to plugging, though. There was People a good have. comment. Yeah. Did you talk about the final scene? Ooh. Yep. <laughs> big, big moves. Big moves because exact same outfit that Dr. Pershing was wearing. I'm just saying the clone, the Imperial clothing is already up and running. And I am so interested to see where it goes. Cause I love how everything feels so connected. Everything's so connected. All of the Disney Plus material, it all has to do with each other, and I love it. That's, um, I just need the line amended now to secrets only the Sith and Nala say new. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's so cool. It's so cool. I don't know how much of a plot this is going to be or just something cooking or if it's just a teaser like i it's it's super cool um but i do i do love the everybody who watched episode nine like claiming or you know shouting to the sky make it make sense and then mandalorian and bad batch are gonna be like okay yeah (laughs) we'll do that (laughs) challenge accepted um which which i think is is so fun and so in character for animated shows. I mean, you think about just how much of the prequel trilogy, the Clone Wars filled in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so key. It's so key to understanding these worlds. I think, I think that was always my, um, my biggest like source of exasperation when people either didn't watch the Clone Wars or were like snooty about cartoons. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, that's just crap. And like, man, you don't know half the way this world functions like mm-hmm. if you just see if you just like casually watch the movie and you and you and you want if you want to like fully understand the story um it's like man you're missing so much so i think it's it's so in character for for the animated uh world to be really tackling the the nitty-gritty of of what happened where mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's what's interesting is like seeing people hate on episode nine which is you know what for whatever reason you do you i guess but i think what's interesting is that if people are like see now they're just trying to like retcon or explain it and like yeah that's star wars 
Yeah, that's literally how it works. It's like, and like, that's just the nature of the films anyway. The nature Mm -hmm. of the films are broad strokes. Like, broad strokes, we're fitting this in two and a half less hours. And it's like, again, like, yeah, I mean, you can can sit here and be mad about it. But like, so much of Star Wars is the Maz Kanata line. (laughs) A Mm -hmm. great, a great question for another time or something yeah. right like um so much of it rests on that ethos because it's like there there are stories that deserve that are almost like don't worry about that now it's someone's gonna cover that <laughs> and it's like it just is the way it is so enjoy the ride that's that's my my only hope um because yeah it's like whether whether you like the details or not it's uh I think it's super fun to be to be exploring them now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, the Aggie Shark says, do you think that was Wayland at the end? I need the Fraun trilogy so badly. Grogu being used during the cloning experiments, from pulling all the strings, oh. etc. Maybe. I, I, look, I know people don't like Air of the Empire and, you know, this, you know, I feel like, but what this, like, Lucasfilm's great at doing is pulling out concepts and stuff and repurposing them and yeah. i'm i'm gonna say it emperor palpatine's clone mountain is awesome yeah <laughs> yeah i love that he has a clone mountain i think it's great yeah i'm i'm always in favor of recontextualizing legend i like i think the greatest use was malachor i think that's like mm-hmm. just one of the best um where it's like it is it is what you thought it was but it's our version of that um so i think yeah if it is Super cool, um, and uh, yeah. I do, again, I don't know. I don't know to what degree Thrawn's involved at this point, but um, we yeah. shall see. Super, super cool stuff. And I really, I'm a big fan of how uh, the Sith homeworld is called Moraband because mm-hmm. it's still called Corbin, but it's like Constantinople, but it has multiple mm-hmm. names through multiple years, yeah. probably through multiple occupations. But people are like, no, it's called Korriban, man. Read the books. It's like, you, you don't know anything about history. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about it. Like, you know, the place where you live wasn't always called that. So just, you know, that's what's it's all... part of the, 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 the tapestry. Yeah. The it's also the... why, like, yeah. why I personally liked Exegol. Because, mm, because, because Moribund's a, a known quantity. Right, like mm-hmm. it's like I, I don't think you can t- do that story on a known planet. Like you know, yeah. it, it, you have to do something new. So anyway, yeah, it's just, it's just cool the way the way things continually expand and change and sort of evolve and recontextualize and yeah, it, it's and it, it's it's so key to this being a mythology, you know, and not and not a history book, right? Like yeah. like it is it is moving. And shifting, and you know things things happen, and uh, they sort of they really change the way you you sort of think about other stories. So yeah, super super cool. If if they call it Wayland, that's that's dope AF. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think one of my favorite examples recently. I read the uh, the recent Darth Vader comic and mm-hmm. the arc they did with Vader on Mustafar and um, him going to find Exegol is just so well done. Because it mixes the prequels, it has the OT, and it has the sequel trilogy all in one blend, and it all feels like it all feels right. It's not all just pushed in for no reason. It all just feels 
perfect and spot on. And the thematic themes in that are so good. And I feel like that's what I love about these shows is that they get to utilize all the different bits and pieces. Like when we had Ray and Kylo Ren and Rebels, mm-hmm. it didn't feel out of place because the nature of that particular setting and the different the way they imp- implement it, it's just so much fun and so much excitement that comes out of that. So that's what I'm excited about with the future season of the Bad Batch. And I think we'll we'll get to that at some point next year. Yeah. But until then, we should probably wrap up this final episode of the Bad Badger season one. Sadness. Aw. It's been yeah. fun, guys. It's Indeed. been fun. Until twenty twenty two. Yes. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I can't believe how many episodes there were. I right? like I remember I remember when they announced it, I was like, oh <laughs> daunting. <laughs> but um <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's been it's been a blast, you know. And thank, thank again, shout out to the people who joined the chat. Um, thank you guys. Ask, ask cool stuff, bring up cool topics. Um, so yeah, we're we're looking forward to having you back in uh, 2022. Also, shout out to Matthew uh, from Freeman and the Baby Yoda podcast who just posted the most delightful image on Twitter. Like that's lovely. Like, oh, don't forget to check them out. Check them out on Twitter. Uh, their account is. T-M-A-B-Y podcast. Um, I, yeah, I'm so excited to see where we go from here. And it's going to be loads of fun. But we should go to our favorite part of the episode. Do you know what our favorite part of the episode is? (laughs) Plugging on Pantora. (laughs) (laughs) Where you tell you where else you can watch our shit. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Claire, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Stribs. You can obviously catch me here on the Imperial Senate podcast, which is really exciting. Um, then you can also catch me as a bro host over at Broaxium. Uh, so tonight, every Sunday night, we're shooting the poodoo, uh, which is just super fun. Hang out. Claire probably will have a glass of wine because, you know, Grab a drink, yep. grab Here your friends, go. hang out, you know, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight, Braxium crowd, hanging out, shooting the poodoo, having a really good grand old time. And don't forget, check in for quick shots every Wednesday for Braxium. There's some exciting stuff coming up. And in two weeks, I'll be back doing a quick shot for the next issue of Dr. Ephra, my queen. Very cool. Uh, is there anything you're game to do soon as well? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. So normally, yes. Normally every Tuesday I'm playing Battlefront online. But guess what? Tuesday is both of my parents' birthday. Yes, they share a birthday. So I will not be <laughs> streaming this Tuesday. Instead, I'll be streaming Wednesday night. And it won't be Battlefront. It's going to be Star Wars Episode One Racer. I'm so excited. So come hang out. The you know, best. Do the Boonta Eve Classic with me. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> I haven't played that game in a long time. So watch me Claire's die racing the Boonta tomorrow. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the race, of course. <laughs> I probably won't. I probably will not. <laughs> oh, man. Those, like, dying sounds are, like, forever ingrained in my brain for how many times I crash into things. But anyway, go watch me die. Um, 
But yeah, and also I'll be on Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. So it's going to be cool on, on Sunday, their time, Saturday, my time. Perfect. Yes. So, wow, I had a lot to plug today. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if you just pick something, Claire will be on it. Probably. I'll probably be there. Oh, also, just search her name on YouTube. <laughs> I actually do have one more thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't already watched Blue Bantha Milk Co's uh episode two and a half maybe you should watch it there might there be go. surprise cameo who would it be i don't know i do but it could <laughs> be just saying hayden christian there, there's the, where all the cameo hunters can find their their fix <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> exactly Perfect, nikki i feel like you should be on wednesday night on claire's stream to do the narrate like to do like the sort of Loading feed narration. Please do the play-by-play. There we go. Who, who, who are you gonna pick to race as? Oh man. Are you gonna so, mix it up, race to race? I'm gonna, I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna mix it up. I was a, uh, I would like to race as as Sebulba in my youth, but I, I, and Anakin Skywalker. I was pretty boring, but I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna see who I like. I'm gonna see what's what time up. in. Gascano. Gascano. Oh, the green and Benny, white. Oh. Benny Q. Benny Q. No, you got you got great choices. Um, I do. Yeah, no, that'll be fun. Yes, perfect. Uh, Nikki, where can people find and support you? Yeah, you can um, check out my Twitter account at Nuquisius, as it says in the rectangle, um, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, you can also. Uh, Listen to the One and Done Film Club. That um, is a fun podcast I do with some friends where we watch some franchise movies or we debate which franchise movie to watch. And then we watch it and we do a watch along commentary. So fun stuff there. You can follow that at, um, at one, the letter N, done show. We got some fun stuff going on. Um, you can also hear me on the upcoming um, Octo Radio. Uh, episode that is a sort of season bad batch season one overview um I, I was kindly invited by alden diaz to um join some other great people uh, that you may know and um we talk about sort of the whole season in one swoop and that that was a great a great discussion so if you want to keep talking about or keep listening and um you know discover things about the bad batch still then uh, that'll be a fun episode and then you can also check out the Imperial Senate Patreon. That's where I got some fun things happening. Uh, we got the Yubnub Club. Tomorrow, I think, will be the premiere, the Imperial Senate <laughs> Fantasy Premier League uh, show. We just, just this morning or evening, depending on where you live, <laughs> uh, we wrapped game week one for the Premier League. So plenty to to go over in there. Plenty of points to look at. Excited to see how the league table, our league table uh, is looking in one weekend. So uh, if you're a Patreon member or would like to be a Patreon member, you can access all that for $1 a month. Um, so why not stop on by for $1 a month? Hey, hell, so the first person to DM me about this, I will Venmo you $5 and give you five free months of Imperial Senate Podcast Patreon. Come First on. person to DM me. I, I promise you I will. 
So I will give you five free months of Imperial <laughs> Senate Patreon. Um, so yeah, come on, check that out. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be super cool. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically what I got going on. Perfect. Well, as for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY, as you can see here, uh, and on Instagram at CharlieMWAshbean. You can support me on Patreon and Ko-fi, the links are which are found in my Twitter bio. And as you can see here, you can find all my stuff. Uh, let me get rid of this banner for a second. There you go. You can see the link tree link there. And then if you click on it, you can have access to my website, uh, the Imperial Senate podcast website. Uh, my other podcast network where I do shows such as Ponder Vision, with our good friend Ash, uh, and Batman Return with our good friend Auden. And also the Charlie Ashby Show, which I interview people like Claire and Nikki about creative endeavors. Uh, you can also commission work for me if you want some Photoshop artwork. Maybe you just want a Photoshop piece done or you want an episodic artwork or a podcast artwork logo. I'm here to make it for you. And yeah, find me all over there. And also, I want to say, as we're doing more uh, Patreon uh, content for ISP, of course, Nikki's got a bunch of cool shows coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that I have some sort of shows in development of my own that I'm interested in getting work done on. But also, we brought back a fan favorite. We we did another episode of After Dark. Yeah, it was a doozy. For those that I aren't aware. It's a thing that happened. After Whoa. Dark is the episode of Imperial Senate Podcast where we talk about anything. It doesn't have to be about Star Wars. And it could be as NSFW as possible. And, and it, was. I, I, it was very much disgusting. There's a reason that I that we keep it on the Patreon because mom and dad don't pay. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> yep. Do you want to yep. hear us, you know, divulge into vulgarities and talk about our body parts? Jump on. The Imperial Senate Podcast Discord. Uh, oh, yeah, join the Discord as well. Uh, join Discord. The Discord. Do that too. For Patreon. Yeah, we've got the Discord. All the links for everything you can find us on is on the description below. But that's all we've got time for this week. Again, I want to say thank you to everyone who's watched this season with us. This has been a, a fun experiment for us. We, of course, we did the the pre-recorded video for um, Free Blurgs, but now this is the first time we've done a live show for full. For a whole season, it's been loads of fun. And, of course, that's all down to you guys watching and giving us some fun questions. So thank you so much. Um, this has been an interesting sort of breakaway. We've kind of had a summer break in sense of we haven't done an audio-recorded show for the entirety of summer. So I'm looking forward to jumping back into that. So don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and all the podcasting platforms, and you'll be able to hear more from us there. And we'll be back doing some more YouTube stuff more sooner than you think, right, Claire? Yes, sooner than you think. Stuff is coming on the old YouTubes. You will be fed. You will be fed, mighty algorithm. You will. Especially if you like to react to things, right, Claire? If you do like to react to things, if you enjoy reaction videos, if you enjoy uh, weird Star Wars content. <laughs> if you enjoy a walk down memory lane, I'm just saying your appetite might be quenched. I guess that's, <laughs> that's fluid. That's liquid, but you get what I'm saying. You'll be satiated soon. My there friends. you go. 
Absolutely. Right, perfect. Well, yeah, don't forget to check us out there. We'll be back with normal episodes, and we'll be uploading all these bad Betches episodes onto our audio feed as well, in case you want to catch up with that. An so, audio retrospective. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right. Thank you, everyone. May the force be with you. See ya. Until next time. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I know some Star Wars content's on the way.